Hello, hi there. Welcome to Guiding Voice podcast series. The Guiding Voice for a better future. This podcast is to help students and young professionals to shape their careers. Dear listeners, in every episode, we interact with industry experts and coaches to drive some insightful conversations that will help our audience learn great things. Also, we share an interesting trivia or fun fact around the IT world towards the end of every episode. Thank you for tuning in. This is Naveen and I'm with my co-host Sudhakar. Folks, today we are going to discuss how to master the art of public speaking. Glossophobia or speech anxiety is the fear of public speaking and to talk a little bit about the origin of the word glossophobia, it derives from Greek word glossa which means tongue and phobos which means fear or dread and I'm sure many of us have experienced butterflies in our stomach the first time we started speaking to the public but there are some forums like Toastmasters which help us become better communicators and not only forums like Toastmasters but also passionate folks like Brendan can also help us master the art of public speaking. So we are pleased to welcome Brendan to our show today. In addition to his day job, Brendan Kumarasamy is the creator of Master Talk, a YouTube channel that he started to help the world master the art of communication at large and public speaking in particular. As of now, this channel has about 5,000 subscribers. Brendan coaches purpose-driven entrepreneurs on how to master their message and share their ideas with the world. Brendan, Welcome to our The Guiding Voice podcast again. Let's get into our conversation. Of course. Thanks so much for having me, you too. It's great to be here. Brendan, can you please share a bit about your career journey? We know you have a day job and now you created this Master Talk YouTube channel. How did you end up with this? Yeah, of course. So when I was in university, you two, I, I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing cricket or soccer or another sport like rugby. I was mm-hmm. using the same competitive spirit and I applied it to presentations. So for three years, I presented hundreds of times, coached dozens of people on their communication skills when I was in university with the goal of landing a job in the corporate world. And I was fortunate to have received an offer to work in technology consulting at IBM. But then after that, and I started working, I just asked myself a simple question, which was, how do I add more value to society? How do I contribute something more? And that's when the idea for Master Talk came to be because I realized a lot of the communication and public speaking information available online is really bad. Your advice like, oh yeah, you should be yourself or get up on stage is very general and vague. So I started making videos in my basement. One thing led to another and Master Talk it is what it is today. Excellent. Contribution to the society. We have something in common, Brendan. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, can you talk briefly about the art of public speaking? I know we have gone through your uh, channel and amazing videos, but for the benefit of our audience, a crisp of what exactly is this public speaking all about? Right. The way that I think about public speaking, Sudhakar, is the following. How do we interact better in our lives? We need to realize that communication 
Public speaking is not just about presentations. It's about every interaction that you have in the world. Whether it's a tough conversation with your loved one, whether it's a classroom presentation you're getting ready for at university, or business deals that you negotiate as a senior executive, every single interaction is public speaking. And that's why I always talk about this idea that the better that you are at communication, the quality of your life improves dramatically. And the question you can ask yourself to start your journey is the following. How would the world change if you were a phenomenal speaker? If you were one of the best speakers in the world, how would the world change? If you can ask yourself that question every day, I think you'll be a lot more excited about public speaking and mastering this art. That's absolutely wonderful. So interaction of various types, shape and size and questioning ourselves, how can we be better? Awesome. Now, let us talk a little bit about the basics. Why do people have this glossophobia? Yeah, of course. I would say the idea of fear of public speaking, Naveen, is it stems from a very common place, whether you live in India, whether you live in Canada, like myself, or any other country around the world. And that commonality is the education system. Think mm-hmm. about it. A hundred percent of all of the presentations you've given in our lives are mandatory. We don't wake up one morning and say, hey, Sudarka, Naveen, you want to get breakfast and present all day? Nobody says that. I might be one in four people in Canada who actually does that. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. When we see something as mandatory, we don't see it as something worth doing. And in the education system, we do three different things. One, we never get to pick the topic. And if we do, it's generally something that they're not passionate about. You know, the Renaissance in history class. You're like, what is that? Is that like Shakespeare? I don't know. Number two, students. Students usually don't listen to the presentations, not because they don't care about the person in the front, but because they're worried about their own presentation. They have to present in 10 minutes right after you. So they're not thinking about you. They're thinking about their own presentation. Number three, teachers. Teachers are very well educated, very well intentioned, but also very stressed. When you have 70 students in a classroom and everyone needs to present one at a time, how can you coach every single one of those people? And that's the point that I'm driving everyone, is that the fear of public speaking is normal for all of us. If all of the presentations you gave were to topics you never picked, to students that never listened to you, and to teachers that never had time to coach you, you would start to see it as a chore, like doing the dishes. If you're at school, it's tied to a grade. And if you're at work, it's tied to a result. And it's because of this that our perception of public speaking is like something that we don't want to do. So the way that we fix this is by understanding first that the fear of public speaking is not our fault, but rather the system in which we grew up learning it in the first place. All right. So now we know the reason for this glossophobia or the fear of public speaking. How do we overcome this? Right. So how do we overcome this, Naveen? The way that we do it is by understanding the following. Mm -hmm. Your fear will always be there. Even as a professional keynoter today, you know, I present to hundreds of people and I'm still scared out of my wits. But the difference is that my fear always loses to my message. The analogy I like to use is, let's say your fear and your message were in a boxing match together. Your fear is always going Mm -hmm. to be in the ring, but you need to make sure that your message gets the knockout punch. I mean, think about YouTube. I'm sure you were just as scared as I was to start your, your podcast or your YouTube channel. So why did you do it? Absolutely. Right. You did it because 
there's a group of students in your university, in your community that said, hey, Sudhak and Naveen, I'm struggling in the technology space. I don't know how to get a job. I don't know how to do this. And you said, wow, I want to be a contributor to these groups of students. So even if I'm scared, I'm going to do it anyways. And, and I'm a good example of this too. I started Master Talk when I was 22. And I started coaching senior level executives who are double my age when I was 23. Who in the world am I to do any of this stuff? And that's the point. When you have a belief system, when you understand what you're trying to achieve in your life, the fear will go away. Hey, Brandon, it's an amazing journey that you summarized in one statement that you were 22, 23, and you were teaching and guiding the senior level executives who are almost double your age. So from a professional standpoint, who are your favorite speakers or who do you think are the great communicators? Right. I have so many examples, but I'll I'll give you one for today. My number one hero in the world is Scott Harrison, and he's the CEO of Charity Water, which is an organization he started to help the world gain access to clean drinking water. And he works in different countries around the world. And I think he's probably the best example that I pull a lot of my lessons from because he uses communication as a vehicle for change. He probably speaks 150 times to 200 times a year just to promote his charity. And he does it in such a competitive way. I think he's a great case study for all of us. And I highly recommend his book that talks about this process called Thirst by Scott Harrison. A lot of people like Bill Gates have recommended the book. I think it's an incredible story about how a single person and a team went on to raise hundreds of million dollars through the power of storytelling and communication. Okay, Scott Harrison and the book's name is Thirst. Amazing. And he actually works for Charity Water or he is the CEO of Charity Water. Amazing. Yeah, it's CEO and founder. You got it. Thank you, Brandon. That is really helpful. On helping aspect, what are your tips for those who want to master this communication? Obviously, you know, that encompasses the key topic for today that is public speaking as well. First, I'll give you the easiest trick in the book that anyone can implement that will uh-huh. easily increase your communication skills. And it's called the puzzle method. Public speaking, in many ways, is like a jigsaw puzzle. You know those thousand-piece puzzles you put together with your family, those little pieces, and you put them together in an image? If I asked you, Sudarkar, if you were working on this puzzle with your family, you're probably doing more since because of COVID, so you probably don't do anything else outside. What pieces or which pieces would you start with first and why? Uh, someone actually mentioned, I think it is uh, from the Big Bang Theory, the character Sheldon Lee Cooper mentions that you should always solve the puzzles from the corners. <laughs> I, I never got the Big Bang Theory quote before, but you're absolutely right. Starting with the corners, especially if Sheldon says it, probably the right way to go. But the question we need to ask ourselves is why don't we do that in public speaking? We have a presentation at school, at work, in business. So what do we do? We shove a bunch of content. We start with the middle pieces first. So when we get to that presentation, we get to the last slide of that presentation. It sounds something like this. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, thanks. That's probably 95% mm-hmm. of all the presentations I hear. And the best part of this is it's easy to fix. Much like puzzles, treat your public speaking like a puzzle. Start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times, not three times, not five times, but 50 times. It actually won't take you that long. It will probably take you just an hour because each introduction is a minute. Same thing with the Mm -hmm. conclusion. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? A terrible movie. Do the same thing 
50 times in two hours of practice, you'll look at your introduction, your conclusion and say, wow, I'm pretty good at public speaking. And with that newfound confidence, then you tackle the middle. Then you go after it. And much like puzzles, I don't know about you two, Naveen and Sudarka, but I don't do puzzles alone. Those, these things have thousands of pieces. That's why I recommend working with family, working with people who want to get better at communication, working as a team. Even today as a professional speaker, I still get my friends to give me feedback on my presentations. That's awesome. Having coached so many executives and all, I have an interesting question, Brendan. What are some common observations that you have found while coaching executives on the art of public speaking? And you don't have to mention the names. Yeah, of course. No no worries, Naveen. You know, it's funny when, when we think about executives. I would say the biggest lesson I learned is coaching an executive isn't that different from coaching a kid. It's just coaching the executive is much harder. So what do I mean by that? An executive has what we call relative success, right? So they, they've already been working in the industry for 15, 20 years. They have a bunch of experience and it's very hard to unteach that because they believe that the way that they communicate is already amazing, even if they aren't very good at it versus a kid. Let's say I coach a lot of my executives as kids as well. The kids are a lot easier to mold because they'll just listen to me. They'll just go, okay, well, Brendan's the coach. He probably knows what he's talking about. The executive, I get a lot more resistance. So I think for the executives, I would say the challenge is how do you open yourself up in a way to receive new information, especially when you're already successful? And that was probably the number one lesson for everybody is just because you're successful doesn't mean that everything that you did to get to that point was necessarily right. So always keep, even especially as you get more successful in your life, always think about ways to get better. How can I learn from a seven-year-old or a 14-year-old or someone who's way younger than me? What can they teach me? And that's what I would love for everyone to focus on as a thought. Hey, Brendan, along with Master Talk, what are the other resources that you recommend to our listeners so that they can focus and master this art of public speaking? Yeah, for sure. There's definitely a bunch of books that we can talk about, like Dale Carnegie's work that I very much admire. But I would say the big thing, because I don't want to give overwhelm people too much. Besides my videos, there's two other resources I recommend. The first one is Thirst by Scott Harrison, the book I talked about earlier. I think it's just a great way of applying knowledge because I don't like books that are too te- theoretical. Oh, you should do this, this, this. Most people forget the tips and they won't implement. That's why I like uh, Scott Harrison's memoir. I think it's great. And the the other resource I recommend is Toastmasters, especially for students who can't really afford a speech coach because they're really expensive. I would recommend going to a Toastmasters club. There's a bunch of clubs in India, which I assume you two are based in right now. And there's but there's a bunch of clubs around the world. So uh, you can uh, join a club. It's very inexpensive. It's not doesn't cost a lot of money and it creates that accountability for you to practice all the time on brandon you actually touched the wrong note and wrong card with naveen he's a big proponent (laughs) of uh, toastmaster wherever whichever part he is part of (laughs) wait you don't like toastmasters to me is that what i'm Uh, no 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 naveen loves toastmaster oh i got you <laughs> I owe part of my success to Toastmasters because uh, I especially love the table topic segment and the kind of evaluations that happen. And honestly, this is a forum where uh, people listen to you for free, no matter what you speak. No, that's the thing, Naveen. I, I, I'm a huge fan of Toastmasters as well. I, I think the only thing I would add to the conversation is the following. Mm-hmm. 
The only yep. problem with Toastmasters, it's not really a problem, right? It's just the nature of the club, is the yep. best speakers will generally never stay in Toastmasters. So let's say you become really good at communication, you're going to get promoted really quickly at work, and you won't have yep. time to go back yep. to the club. Which means, <laughs> by default, you'll never get the best feedback. Like, you'll never have me in a Toastmasters club giving you feedback because I'm coaching people for a lot more money, right? That's why what I recommend is take a lot of my free videos because that's the stuff I teach the, the high paying people, but I coach it for free on Master Talk. And then you take all those tips and you bring it back to the Toastmasters club so that everyone gets better quickly and you can start evaluating you, each other at a very high level. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense, actually. <laughs> Something that you otherwise would pay for is available to you free of cost at your leisure. And whenever you are free, you know, you can go and indulge into it at your convenience. That's amazing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a chocolate box. I love it. Absolutely. And always, and the best part, freebies are always much tastier. <laughs> <laughs> Especially from our culture, I definitely agree. Yeah. Oh, right. Is this, is this the moment where I ask you two a question? Yes. You can okay. ask Dakar first and then me. Yeah. All right. So it would be the same question to both of you. And the question is, if you were 99 years old on your deathbed and you had an opportunity to come back to today, what would you do right now? So let's start with Sudarkar. Pretty interesting one, I should say. Uh, maybe I will actually complete the other four things that uh, we wanted to do together with Naveen. One is uh, we started a book, writing a book, and uh, that actually reached some stage, but we are not paying much attention on that because our, most of our time is spent on this Guiding Voice series. And the second thing is we wanted to have one radio channel, uh, not divulging too much into the details. We want to set up a radio channel, particularly focusing on one key segment. And the third thing, we would do little more social service. As of now, we do remote virtual engagement uh, discussions with the students, young professionals. And of course, we do have this the Guiding Wise series. And before the pandemic situation, we used to go to the schools, universities, colleges to spend more time with the young generation. Maybe we will do that little more than what we are doing till now. Those will be a couple of things that I will I can think of on top of my head. I love that. Go ahead, Naveen. <laughs> From my side, probably I'll travel the world just to meet people like you and get inspired. Because right now you are about 22, 23 and you are doing wonderful. Uh, definitely, I want to meet more people like you and do our best in terms of identifying some collaboration opportunities and how we can make the world a better place. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Cool. Hey, Brendan, thank you so much for joining us today. It was indeed a great discussion on the overall communication at large and public speaking in particular. We really appreciate you taking time to spend with us. Thank you. Of course, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Brendan. Dear listeners, to know more about our speaker and the content, visit or follow us on social media. We are available on LinkedIn, Facebook, Insta, Twitter, Pinterest, and also on YouTube. Just search for The Guiding Voice. And then... Follow, like, subscribe to us and also please share within your network. Also, please feel free to email us theguidingwiseforyou at gmail.com. 
that is t h e g u i d i n g b o i c e 4 as a digit u as a letter at gmail.com or whatsapp us on our india number 9494587187 again it is india number 9494587187 and we will be happy to collaborate with you all right so it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode and today's trivia is about typists and how far they travel but not by foot i mean how far their fingers travel you know on an average work day a typist finger travel about 12.6 miles which is close to 20 kilometers very whopping numbers interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye